Have you had experience with God to the point where you know He will help you, where you know He leads you, where you understand the truth, where He says, I will never fail thee nor forsake thee? Do you have that type of experience with God? Are you born again? Has He changed you? It's not, have you gone forward and been baptized? It's, has he changed you? Has he spoken to you where you have a real experience with God? And has he changed you? Are you different now from the way you once were? After we're born again, we are continually changed by God. He puts his spirit in us. He seals us with the Holy Spirit of God, and leads us by the Holy Spirit of God. If you need scripture to substantiate that, I want to recommend to you that you read Ephesians chapter 1, because that's exactly what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, that after the word of truth comes to us from God, We are sealed with the Spirit of God. And we also have two two scriptures that tell us that the Spirit of God lives in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, why is it so important that we have the Spirit of God? Well, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God, takes us in exactly opposite directions to the way the flesh of man would go. As we're born on this earth by our natural parents, we have the flesh of man. And the works of the flesh are such things as adultery, fornication, hatred, wrath, following superstitions, things like that. But when we're born again of the Spirit of God, we are sealed with the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God lives in us to take us in exactly opposite direction from the Spirit of man, from the Spirit of the flesh. Because the flesh authors hatred, where the Spirit of God authors love. There's a big difference between the works of the Spirit and the works of the flesh. They're opposite to each other, and as long as we live on this earth, the flesh will try to lead us. And as he leads us, flesh produces the works of the flesh. As the Spirit leads us, he produces the works of the Spirit when we follow His ideas. And Paul says in Romans 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So when you're given the Spirit of God, by God, when you're born again and changed into a new creature, you are given the Spirit 
so that when the flesh wants you to hate someone, the spirit is there to try to turn you in the direction of love rather than hatred. Before we're born of the Spirit of God, we hate people, we fight people, we try to outdo people. We don't try to help them, we try to outdo them. We want to be the best, and we try to outdo everybody and exalt ourselves. But when we have the Spirit of God and follow the Spirit of God, we're changed into a new creature. And now, instead of wanting to outdo those people, we find we want to help them. Instead of hating our enemies, we actually love our enemies. Sounds impossible, doesn't it, to love your enemy? Now, there was a time that I read Luke 6 where Jesus said, love your enemies. And I thought, I can't do that. Well, I can't of myself. But when I follow the Spirit of God... God is there to help me to do that so now I can love my enemies. It's just a total miracle. And Jesus said, you must be born again. Unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. You can't understand spiritual things unless you're born again. That's in uh, John 3. And in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, Paul says, For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them, because he considers their foolishness. Neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. So without the Spirit of God, you can't even see spiritual things. I don't care if you go to church every day of the week for all of your life. You can't see the things of God unless you're born again. Consider the Apostle Paul. What was he doing? He was just highly, highly trained in the laws of the Pharisees. And he was diligent to go out and try to capture the Christians, the ones who followed Jesus. And he put them in bondage. And when they were killed by the Jews, he gave his consent. But he was on the road to Damascus. He was going to Damascus to catch Christians and put them in bondage, when a bright light shined around him. And a voice spoke to him from heaven, and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? You can read this accounting in Acts 9, also Acts 26. Why persecutest thou me? And Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, who you're persecuting. He was completely, instantly changed at that moment. See, that's being born again. He once served the Jews, and he went out and caught Christians and put them in bondage, took them to the Jewish leaders who often killed them. And Paul consented to that. Now he's completely changed. It's not because he learned something and was changed. He was instantly changed by God from heaven, by Jesus, as he spoke to him from heaven. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He was instantly changed. People in the Christian world at that time were so afraid of Paul 
because they knew what he had been doing, and they thought it was some kind of trick when he tried to come to them and say, hey, I'm one of you now. They thought it was a trick, and they were afraid of him. You can read that in the book of Acts several times. It's spoken of. But Barnabas took him under his wing, and he told the Jewish people, I mean, the Christians, he said, no, he, he really is one of us. And finally, they accepted him. And then the Jews tried to kill Paul. So <laughs> whichever side you're on, if you're on the side of God, often the church people are trying to kill you because they're not born again. So many of them aren't. They're not born again. They went forward. They were baptized. They are going through the things of trying to do the scriptures without having the Spirit of God. But when you have the Spirit of God, it's like Paul. You're instantly changed by God. So if you have not had that experience of being instantly changed by God, it's not a matter of going forward at church by an invitation and doing this of your own will. That doesn't work. because It is by the will of God that you are the elect of God and born again. I think one of the best testimonies I've ever heard is Pam Padgett. She is uh, in our little church group, and I live in her home now. I'm 83 and need help, can't walk, and things like that. But anyway, when she was a teenager, one of her classmates was killed on a motorcycle, and she knew that the things she had been taught in the Catholic Church would not save her. And she turned to God in prayer and said, and this is such a charming story, because she said, she said, now I know in the Catholic Church they taught us that there's the Father and there's the Son and there's the Holy Ghost. I don't know which one we're supposed to pray to, so will you please see that the right one gets this message? (laughs) She said she knew that she would not be saved by the things they had shown her in the Catholic Church to do. So she was terrified. She said it never occurred to her that someone her age could die until her classmate was killed on the motorcycle. She didn't even know which one to pray to. So she said, would you please get this prayer to the right person? <laughs> and then she she said, if there's any way you can help me, would you please help me? After that, she said she was aware something was different, that there was something of God in her. For years, she didn't know what it was. She continued to attend the Catholic Church for a long time. And then when she went to a Protestant church uh, and told them about adultery, they persecuted her. This is an incredible story, but it's typical. I mean, that's what the non, the, the churches are filled with people who are not born again. They went there by their own will. They want to be religious. So they are baptized and they go through the things that they're told to go through. But unless you're born again, you can't see the things of God. You can't see the kingdom of God, says Jesus. And you can only be born again by the will of God when he reveals himself to you. Years later, she found out what was in her by reading the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We'll read the one in 1 Corinthians chapter 
3, it says the same thing. In verse 16, the Apostle Paul says in verse 16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? And she said when she read that, she knew what it was that was in her, because she said, I know there's something of God in me. She'd known it for a long time, but she didn't know what it was. But it's the Spirit of God that was in her, because God caused her to be born again after she asked him for help. I lived in Lubbock, Texas at one point in time, and I attended some museum group meetings from Texas Tech University. They had a luncheon that I attended at a downtown uh, building. It was on the sixth floor, and it overlooked the parking lot of First Methodist Church. I was seated at a table that was near the window, and there were six or seven people at the table. A woman said, that's our church, and pointed down to First Methodist Church. And I said, we are the church. And she became very angry. And she said, I'm not the church. That's the church, and pointed at the building. And I said, we're the church. She said, she says, we're the church. I'm not a church. That's the church. <laughs> well, she probably wasn't the church. She kept insisting the building at First Methodist Church was the church. Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Well, if we're born again, that's right. And look at what Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter 5, I believe it's verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You're not the same as you were before. It's just like the Apostle Paul was killing the Christians. A light fell on him when he was going to Damascus to catch Christians. A light fell on him and he heard a voice from heaven speaking in the Hebrew tongue. And the voice said to him, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. And Paul said, What would you have me do? He was born again. He didn't know what was happening. He was changed by God from the man who was persecuting the Christians to the man who was going to preach Jesus. He was instantly changed. Now God taught him the doctrine as he isolated himself and just listen to God. God taught him for three years, he said. Well, that same thing happened to me. After I was born again, God spoke to me in the night and said, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, ah, sins? I thought they were mistakes. I was changed instantly, born again. I had been baptized when I was 15 in Church of Christ gone forward and was baptized. But I didn't have the Spirit of God. I didn't even know I was committing sins until God spoke to me when I was 37. See, that's the difference between being born again by God, by the Spirit of God, 
and by putting yourself in the church without the Spirit of God, and a great many people, I think most people, put themselves in churches without being born of the Spirit of God, without having God reveal himself to them. I think there are very few ministers who have the Spirit of God. They put themselves in the ministry by going to Bible class, a Bible school, or a a theology-type institution. But they're not born again. It's their own will. See, that won't work. That just won't work. Jesus said, you must be born again. Except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't understand spiritual things unless... God has caused this change to come to you. So change is the key. If you are a different person from the person you once were, and if you're different because just instantly God changed you, you're born again. If you just tried to learn to be a good person, that's not being born again. That's your own will. So that's the difference between being born again and being born of the flesh. But those who are born again, it's in Second Corinthians chapter five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So, if you have never had this happen to you, but you've always gone to church, the only one who can cause you to be born again is God just fall down before God and ask him to help you. Ask him for his mercy. Because Paul in Romans 9 quoted what God told Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and whom I will, I hardness. So then it's God who has mercy on us as he wills. It's called the elect of God, being born again, changed by God. It's exactly the way Paul was changed. He didn't try to be a Christian. He was changed by God and was instantly changed and was a new creature. Without trying to be a new creature, he was a new creature because God caused him to be born of the Spirit. That's being born again. Now, if you've had that experience, you know what it is to fear no evil, for thou art with me. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Now, we become afraid. Things pop up in my life all the time that frighten me. But I know God will help me. And instantly, usually, he brings to my mind a scripture to settle me down. The most strong, one of the most uh, strongest examples that I've had in recent years happened to me this year in 2021. I'm 83 years old, and all of a sudden, all these thoughts began coming to me like, what if this happens to you? What if that happens to you? What will you do then? What will this happen? Oh, it was terrifying. And I cried out, God, help me. And I heard, My God will supply all your need 
And I said, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. I'd, for, what, I'd forgotten that. And God called it to my mind by the Holy Spirit that's in me. The truth. God will supply all my need. If something happens to you and you have a need, God will take care of it. I said, oh, yeah. And at that moment, I was at total peace. The devil fled, who had brought me the fear. He fled from me instantly. And it was like a weight physically being lifted off my shoulder when I was reminded of that scripture by the Holy Spirit. Well, we have those experiences. When the fear comes, we know God's going to help us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 tells us that. He says, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. He told Joshua, I will not fail thee. He won't fail us. Same principle. He's in us. Jesus himself is in us by his spirit when we're born again. So we have that experience that David had when he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me. We know what it is to be led by God, and we follow him. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, They won't follow the voice of a stranger because they follow me. And then Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. Do you? Do you hear when Jesus speaks to you? Do you hear the thoughts that are of the Holy Spirit? I fell at my house in Texas in 2018. I lived alone at that time, and I was 81 years old. I fell in the hallway. I was six feet, at least six feet, from a telephone. I broke a hip. I broke a left wrist, badly broke a left wrist. I was lying there on a tile floor in my hallway. First of all, I had to turn my body onto the side, which wasn't broken. And when I recovered from the pain of that shock, I began trying to crawl on the side while on the side toward the telephone, which was the next room. I could only go about a quarter of an inch at a time without passing out. If I didn't get to that telephone, I believe I would die because nobody was due to come to my house for a week. And lying there on that floor for a week, I couldn't have survived it. I tried to inch my way, but I really could not even get one inch at a time. And then I heard from God by his spirit, and here's what I heard. You can do this. And because I heard that word, I kept inching my way toward the phone. It took four and a half hours to get to the phone. But I didn't give up because I heard from God. You can do this. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Problems will come. Things will scare us. But God is there to help us. Because he's in us. Thank you for allowing me 
to speak this to you today.